something about that. I thought, hmm, that might be a good idea. So I prayed to the Holy Spirit, and I love the Holy Spirit, because there is no one more direct than the Holy Spirit when it comes to speaking to you. So I was praying about it. I said, well, what kind of message do I do now? I mean, I, I, I need you to give me something. All he said was, yes. That's it. Yes. So I decided to write a message on this. Because this is the gift giving time of year, right? And uh, so the title of tonight's message is God's Gifts Are Way Better Than Sales. I added the way better than sales. So all these gifts are given to God. So uh, with that said, so we can make it a short uh, message and you guys can all get out of here on time. Uh, let me see, I have what, 42 minutes left? Uh, but I want to jump right into the message. And uh, we're going to talk about God's gifts. And let me ask you, church, what do you think is the greatest gift God ever gave? And I'm hearing it, what? Jesus. And think about that for a moment. God gave us Jesus as a gift, right? He also has it. John 3.16. Can we put that up on John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, this is the scripture that we learn as an early person, even as a kid, up in Sunday school or up on the Sunday services that we have upstairs with the girls working up there. And to me, we glaze over that scripture. Yeah, we all know it by heart. We've heard it a gazillion times. And it seems like that it's really lost its power. You know, the older you get, the more you read, the more you study. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to read that scripture to yourself. And actually take a look at what it's actually telling you. Just take, take a moment and just do that. Think about this, you know, God gave us the ultimate gift. He gave us that gift so we could serve and have a relationship with Him for eternity. Not for next Tuesday, not for next month, but for eternity. And how may I, I don't know if I can even comprehend myself how big a gift that truly is. I mean, He made it simple. All we have to do is realize who Jesus is. Just look at him, realize who he is, and believe in him. And we have the greatest gift that anybody can give us. You know, me, I'd like to be both. But, I mean, if you're life, I'd rather have that than be both. But I couldn't afford to put the gas in it, so it would just sit in my yard. <laughs> and, you know, and I'd sit in a little chair and look at me and go, man, that's a nice thing. But anyway, to make a long story longer, 
One of Chris's favorite verses is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And I added another up there. And the Apostle Paul tells us simply, For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God. When you think about that, do we miss the other part of it? It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk with him. All God ever wanted from us is to have a relationship with him. And he gave us the gift on how to do that. And it says that Can we go back one? There we go. It's not a result of work, so that no one may vote. You can't work your way into heaven. You know, you don't get special privileges. You get blessings, no doubt. But the thing is, is you can't earn your way into heaven. There's, there's no way you can. And anybody who tells you that you have to earn your way into heaven, there's not. And yes, you can email me to tell me that I'm wrong, and that's okay. But I know that the gift that he gave me is a gift with no strings attached. If there were strings attached to it, it would be a gift. So if you give your kids a gift and say, well, you can have this gift, but you need to clean your room. No, we don't do that. We give the gift with no strings. God gave us that gift with no strings. I don't know what they did. Not me. I'm going to tell you, you need to clean your room. One thing good about being a pastor, you can always use your family and your family. Of course, the couch is pretty sad. <laughs> so, um, but how, do we take Ephesians 2, 8, 9 for granted also? Do we glaze over that scripture just as much as we glaze over uh, John 3, 16? Because it's so common, we hear them all the time. And it seems like they lose their power. They lose their luster after a while. But they're the most powerful places in Scripture. So, you know, God gave us this gift. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, 23, he says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The free gift. I don't know about you, but is there any other gift other than living for eternity with the person who created us? I don't know if there's anything better than that. You know, it, it, through this time that we've had here, we're going to struggle. Everybody agrees? Is there a day where we don't worry about something? Is there a day that doesn't give us some kind of anxiety? Is there a day, like me, I am officially retirement age, just because... You know, you're getting older and everybody in the church is younger than you. <laughs> but with that said, I lost my train of thought. This is why they don't use me a lot up here. <laughs> because being an outreach pastor, you don't get a, a lot of opportunity to preach. You do everything outside the church. You're talking to people all the time, but you're not necessarily standing up in front of them and losing your train of thought. So, but anyway... With that said, um, the, the Apostle Paul basically tells us to accept this gift. How many times has somebody handed you a gift and you're not taking it? 
thank you. You don't have to do that. And rip it open and go, okay, thank you. And, you know, you have these expectations of stuff. And all God wants, all the Father wants, to use this subject as that favor. You do that, you belong to Him. And Luke writes in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 11, verse 13, he says, If you then, you are evil, <laughs> you who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's the second gift that God has given us. And that gift is the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit to guide our ways, to help us to understand how to have a relationship with Jesus. He is the one responsible for teaching your pastor. He's the one that uh, will guide you to have blessings here and to have blessings in the hereafter. What an amazing gift that is for him to give the Holy Spirit as a free gift to us. So, you accept Christ, you get the ultimate gift. Once you accept Christ, you get the second gift, which is every bit of the powerful as the first gift. How great are these gifts? Remind me again about Santa Claus. I don't think Santa Claus ever gave us any gifts like that. Do you agree? I was thinking, I, you know, I was speaking to Landon earlier about saying, I should have dressed up in a Santa Claus suit. How cool would that have been? Have you ever seen Santa Claus creep? Seriously. James tells us in uh, chapter 1, verse 17, says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of heavenly light, he does not change as Christian shadow. Every good thing you have, every good thing you have is a gift from God. Everything. And you might say, well, what are some of those good things? The next time you sit in your living room and watch some TV, look at the pictures you have on the wall. Look at the pictures. You know, from maybe people who have passed to the people who are here and to the babies that are born. Just look at that. Are they perfect yet? Uh, some might say, well, I don't know, you know, Bob, you know. <laughs> I'm not picking on you, Bob. <laughs> that just name just came to my head. But uh, think about it. You know, I even look at my dogs. We have three dogs. And they love us unconditionally. They just do. They can't wait to see you. They're happy. You know, so even that, to me, is a gift from God. I mean, the things that truly, truly make you happy are gifts from above. And we need to realize that sometimes. You know, I was thinking too that God's gifts are something we need to share. Did you guys agree with that? We like to keep these gifts for ourselves. You know, oh, I got Jesus. I got the Holy Spirit. He's mine, mine, mine. And nobody else is just mine. But God wants us to share these gifts. And when you think about it, when you're giving gifts to the people you love, and maybe gifts to people you don't love so much, 
But when he originally said, I think this was verse, God gives us prayer and advice. Put it in a classroom. Put it on a piece of cloth, anything. Just put that verse on there. And I'll tell you what. To me, that verse is so powerful that the seed will be planted. The seed will be planted. Then let the Holy Spirit be visible. But just plant the seed. What better gift is there than the gift of life? Correct. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. Now, eagerly desire the greater gift. We need to eagerly desire things from above. Those gifts that the only God can give you. And I'm sure everybody here has experienced God in some way. You know, there's just some things you can't explain that they can only be from God. We need to be seeking those things. We need to be looking around and looking at what God's given us. This world's terrible. I'll tell you, I'm not telling you anything you don't know already know. This world is terrible. But God's in it everywhere. Satan's in it everywhere also, but God is also And we need to look for what's good in the and focus on those things. And stop worrying about the bad. God will still take care of the bad. But there is so much good out there. There are so many gifts that He's given us. And we can't see it. Because we're too busy. We're too distracted. You know, many of things are connected to the wall. Nobody was tripping. Nobody was running into things. Now, once you unplug that thing from the wall and start carrying it around with you, now what's happening? You could have left them on the wall. Peter says in 1 Peter uh, 4.10, he says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We need to share that. We really do. And, you know, I've, I've been teaching uh, over at Celebrate Recovery over the last couple of weeks. And uh, one of the exercises is how to share the gospel. And it's, it's difficult. It really is to come out of your shell and to talk about God, especially with people who aren't interested. So how do you do that? Well, God gives us all gifts. Would everybody agree that's got a serious gift? Yeah. And they, and the rest of the faith team, my God, I think, would you guys say we have the best faith team in front of us? Hands down. But these are gifts that God gives us. And God has created every one of us on purpose for a purpose. Would you agree with that? So, with that said, we all have some kind of spiritual gift. And we have to rely on that Holy Spirit that's within us to pull those gifts out and to use them. So, and I explained to some of these guys that sometimes you just have to be the light. And sometimes the light will be enough. And what I mean by that is there is something noticeably different about you. What is it? 
this isn't you. This isn't who you used to be. What's making you different? Because what I explain is, as you grow with Christ, people are going to want what you have. Because they see a sense of peace in you that you've never had before. And that's your opportunity to explain the change that you went through and what created that change. And God will give you those opportunities. And what you're doing is you're sharing that gift that God gave you. So, it's my time. I'm at 18 minutes. Two minutes to go. You guys pulled yet? Nobody's gotten up in here. I don't have to wake anybody up because I will call you out if you're sleeping. I'll just sneak up right up to you with the microphone. I'll tap you on the shoulder and go, you awake now? Come back up here. So don't fall asleep on me because I'll be. That's my wife. She knows I'll do that. Ecclesiastes. This is one of my scriptures that I even I even have this on the wall in my office. So I think it's a great scripture. Solomon writes. He says, "I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live." that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. Now, toil just means hard work. Okay? So, what God is telling us, enjoy what I've given you. Enjoy it. Eat, drink, be happy. Celebrate all the things that I've given you. You work hard for it, so enjoy it. And uh, it's okay. You know, Christmas morning when you wake up, feel happy and blessed that God has provided even this day to you. And celebrate that. You know, in Matthew, I didn't put the scripture up, but Matthew, I think it's 6, 25, uh, talks about worry. And worry is not from God, believe it or not. Satan's job is to steal your joy. And he does it with worry, with anxiety, with pain, suffering, you name it. All those bad things are from Satan. And if you can steal your joy, keep going. And we don't want that to happen. What I suggest for everybody is not only Christmas morning, but every morning. Enjoy the moment you're in. in. This hour we're spending together. Enjoy this moment. Don't worry about what you have to do when you walk out the door. Because while you're worrying about what's happening outside of your store and you leave here, it's taken away from the moment you have right now. And I find joy in that, and, I, and I'm learning to do that more, is to enjoy the moment I'm in, not what's going to happen next year. Because so many times, uh, I'll ask people, what was the biggest problem you had last week? And they go, oh, I don't know. I said, no, think about that. The problem you have today, next week you're not going to be hungry here. So in, my point is, enjoy the moments for him. God gave you these moments. They're gifts. Enjoy them. Romans 11, 29. This is one of my favorites. 
says, for God's gift and his call to never be withdrawn. Some of your translations may say irrevocable. What that means is if God gives you a gift, and he gives you a calling, spiritual gift, they're yours. Never, ever, ever be taken away. So, when you go back to Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and it says, You can say by grace through faith and not of yourself, for it is a gift of God. God's telling you, you will never, ever, ever lose your salvation because it's a gift. And God doesn't take back to you. So, if anybody's out there that's telling you, Oh, you can lose your salvation. You can lose your promise of eternal life. Who tells you didn't do this, 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 this? Run. Run from it. The false people. If salvation, eternal life, is a gift from God, it can never be withdrawn. He will not take it back. Lastly, and I'm going to close with this, and I have 22 minutes and 50 seconds. Here's the time you're on the screen back there. It says, John 14:27. This is Pastor John. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. Santa Claus can't give you peace, can he? All he does is give you bills. Right? God can give us peace. And all we have to do is to accept that peace is to accept his peace. All we have to do. And God will continue to bless you and provide the gifts that really matter. You know, Mike, you don't get a new well day this year. You'll survive it. He's <laughs> 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 trying to get rid of them. Maybe you can give them away his gifts. <laughs> but, I want to read this, and then we'll close in prayer. Um, because I don't want to take away from anything uh, that I wrote here, and I don't want to forget that every gift that God has given you will never be taken away. The gift of eternal life, never taken away. The spiritual gift will never be taken away. His purpose for you will never be taken. His love for you never, ever will ever be taken. Nothing He has given you will ever be taken away. Never. Once you're in His hands, there's nothing not even you. Good luck, time. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for just allowing us to gather tonight and run tonight, cold evening, just to be saying something to you, Lord. We thank you so much for your son, Lord. It, it, it's a gift. It's unfathomable, Lord. How precious that gift is. And the gift of eternal life, the Holy Spirit, Lord, you are the greatest and we thank you so much for it. Please put a blanket of protection over our church, the congregation in our community. Lord. There's a lot of sickness out there. And there's just a lot going on. We want to have that peace, Lord. We say 
graciously have given us. We want to enjoy that peace, and we want to enjoy every moment that you give us. Lord, we thank you. We give you the praise and glory all the time. We pray these things in Jesus' name. All of Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Nate does the one, two, three break, right? Raji doesn't do that. What Raji does is one, two, three, Jesus. Ready? One, two, three, Jesus. Thanks for coming, everybody.